Hey everyone, welcome to Reggie's Diary Podcast. I am Regina, aka Reggie. Those hours, minutes, and seconds that goes by without us accounting for them. We all have our good days and our bad days. I'm going to take you on a journey in the intricacies of life. All right, here we go. Hey everyone, my name is Reggie and welcome to Reggie's Diary Podcast. To enjoy our trip today, I'm going to be talking about myself. Yes, me and my beautiful engagement. (laughs) Me and my beautiful field engagement. Okay, so I know that everybody or some people have been curious, asking me questions. Some of them have DM'd and asked and I've told them not a thing to talk about. Some I have answered, you know. Um, so let me um, tell the story. So this is, this happened in 2014, right? 2014, October and December. October 17th, 1 a.m. I lost my mother and my world came crashing. Like, Literally everything just seemed like it was there was a, a stop button, and I didn't even know how to move any longer. So the pre the next month we buried my mother. At that time I was in a relationship with somebody who I met her too, you know. So he followed me back home. We buried her, and fast forward to December that same year, thirty first, he pops the question, and then. My reaction to the question and the scenario of where it happened made it um, to the internet. You know, it made it a big deal and it got it over the internet. And everybody was like, oh, congrats, 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 you know, and all that stuff. Good news, right? Yeah. And that was how we, you know, started the whole thing, started okay, preparing ourselves for living together, you know, started... Um, Doing every other thing, you know. And fast forward 2015, April, we did our introduction quietly in the parlor, you know, between families and stuff like that. But before this introduction, right, there was a lingering family issue. But it didn't seem like it was a problem because it was from his dad at that time. And may his soul rest in peace. So, it, and it didn't seem like it was something very serious because I had met him and he wasn't, he wasn't, he was a nice man. You know, so it didn't seem like it was a big deal at that time. So we just, he was like, whatever, he's going to take, it is who he wants, you know, because that, and they wanted him to be with somebody from Igbo clan as well, you know. So um, we kept on until, but because, I had gotten engaged. I had done introduction. It didn't change the fact that there was a pain lingering in my heart. It did not change the fact that there was something going on that was wrong in my life. It didn't fix it. It was just an initial happiness at that time, but it did not fix the pain. It didn't. So all this while, I was undergoing counseling, and that's why I started undergoing counseling in church, you know, and I was doing marriage counseling as well. So while this was going on, of course, at work too, I wasn't doing pretty much good. My line manager at that time was was an ass, you know. Excuse my French, but yeah, we it just it just 
was somehow for me at that time. I wasn't even myself. I was lost, and I didn't even know I was lost. So um, he then calls me from nowhere and said, oh, babe, we're not talking anymore. I'm like, okay, fine. I would um, make amends. You know, this is what is going on. But I, pre I think he had made a decision before even talking to me because while he spoke to me, I think a week after, and then he just says, Okay, he calls me again and says, you know what, he's not doing. I'm like, what is wrong? He said, uh, this is, we're not talking, you know, it's not going to work. I said, okay, that's fine. Come and take your ring, you know. So he comes, then I spoke to Pastor John at that time, um, of Fast on the Rock. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, why not? That um, instead of you just giving him the ring, let him come. Both of you can do marriage counseling together. You know, so when he got there, we spoke to John, Pastor John together, and then he went back. He was like, okay, fine. He went back, and then he then tells me later that his pastor says he shouldn't do counseling. Obviously, I know that was a lie, because I know his church. We've met the pastor. The pastor even wanted us to do counseling together. But I figured out later it wasn't a pastor, and I didn't know why he had to lie, but um, he had to tell that white lie. <laughs> you know? But I could understand much later when other events unfolded itself that, okay, see what it is. Because other events unfolded itself and then I just made a decision that, you know what, I'm not fixing it anymore. So I kept on with my counseling church because I also needed to get myself better. At that time, so that's when I also met um, Pastor Flourish, you know. And he also spoke to me, was like, I, I can see something is wrong with you, you're lost, you know. And he helped me to find my way back again. And I started getting myself back gradually. So while this, while I started getting myself back, then he calls me from nowhere again and says, okay, let's fix it. Probably somebody out of the immediate family of his has given him an advice that this thing is not done like this you know, maybe he has gotten to know better. But at that time, I have also, the same way he knew better how to react to my um, closeness, I have also known better how to, what to accept. So when he reaches out to me and say, let's fix it, I tell him on the other end, no, there is no need any longer. Let, I don't want to fix it, you know. Let's just forget about it. And that was how, you know, eventually we just phased out. He's married now, you know. And we just phased out. I continued, you know, living my life, trying to get better with myself. Now, what are the things that I learned during this period? First, I learned to speak up about my problem because, one, if I had spoken about it, maybe he would have acted better. Maybe he would have known how to fight with me, you know, because the second thing is I want to be with a partner who will fight battles with me. So if I have headache, I want my partner to have the headache with me, you know, like it's not like he doesn't necessarily need to have the headache with me, but he has to want to be there with me. You get that kind of stuff. So I learned that. I learned that, okay, I want to be with a man whose family accepts me. Even if they don't accept me, then the man should stand and fight for me and say, okay, now this girl, I like him. Now she, I won't deal with, you know. Excuse my pigeon. If I have any foreign listeners, that is Nigerian pigeon English. Trying to say that this is the girl that I like and I am going to be with her. 
So basically, that's the kind of man that I, I want in my life. I also learned that I need somebody who understands me. So sometimes we could be going through things that we can't even talk about. Your partner should understand your silence. He should try to find or to also try to help you find solutions about what is it that is making this person closed up, you know? That is what I need. I need somebody who understands me as well. Thank God I speak up better now. You see, I'm doing podcasts, <laughs> you know, because I know that opening up to people is a big deal for me. So I learned that, okay, I need to choose myself always because when he came back, I would have gone back. I remember some friends were like, why did you not go back? I'm like, no, that's not what I want. I now know better for myself. So I'm going to choose me. I don't want to face any battle in front of me. I don't want to be hypocritical and just go back, pretend to be in love with whomever, you know, that doesn't care for me. I want to be with somebody that I have no parents, right? I have no mother. So if I'm going to be with somebody, I want to make sure that the person's at least, even if you're, even if your family don't accept me, okay, let it be that you, you love me very much. It's two of us right if your family now accepts me i want to be in a sweet loving mother and daughter relationship with your mother i want to buy her clothes i want to do her hair i want to sit her down do her makeup i want to carry her out you know i want to gist with her in her old age like that's what i crave for so that is one of the things that i know that i learned from all this because you know sometimes even if a person is good, it doesn't mean that that person is good for you, you know. I remember that. Okay, so let me give you guys another gist. After that engagement and the whole thing that happened, then I got engaged again that same year. This one was pretty quiet, was known between just my best friends and the guy in question with his family. Because... Now, let me give you guys this gist too. This guy is, um, he used to be my friend years ago, 2012, 2011. Um, we we're friends. We used to talk. Even at that 2012 time, I was in a relationship with somebody, and you know, because me and this guy used to talk almost every time. So, my relationship at that time, the guy wasn't comfortable. Like, you know how when you're dating somebody and the person is not comfortable, you just have to let it. Um, you have to let your relationship, your friendship with whomever just lay low, you get. So me and this guy just fizzled out our friendship because I had to make him understand my partner is not com comfortable with you and I having constant conversation, you get me? So we, we just laid low, you know? So one day he reaches out to me in that same 2015, a month after, and then it's like, yo, what's up? You know, we started talking and then he came into Nigeria later on. And then we're like, oh, my friend, we just started hanging out once in a while. And he now started asking for us to take things from friendship to the next level that he wanted to marry me. And I'm like, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, we started getting to understand each other. I wanted to see, you know, it's a different ball game when you're friends with somebody from a distance. And then it's a different thing as well when it wants to move from friendship to relationship. You begin to see some other things. So I started saying some things and I wasn't fine with it. This guy calls me, I'm on a call. At that time, I even used to be very busy at work. 
I'm on a call with clients and then the next message that comes into my phone is, who the fuck are you talking to? Excuse my French, by the way, but that's how he sends the text message. And I see it and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Why? You know, I think I even had to learn how to now start sending a text when I'm talking to clients once his call comes in, like, oh, I'm busy, I'm going to call you back. You know, and after I finished speaking like that, I'm like, why did you send me that kind of text? Like, I'm calling you on your own call. Who, who are you talking to? You know, I'm trying not to use the French word anymore. Who are you talking to? And I'm like, you know me better. You know that I work and I have people. I could be talking to my manager. I could be talking to my land manager. I could be talking to my clients. So what is that? And then he goes, sorry. I'm like, you know that I do not condone this. This is not my kind of thing. I don't like it. Nah, it can't happen with me. You know, so he's like, oh, okay, this, that, that, that. We just continue our friendship. From nowhere, he then asks me to marry him as well. <laughs> I think we're in a restaurant. I can't remember. Maybe it was in a restaurant or it was in the house or it was in his house. I can't remember, but I know that. I dropped the ring back in the house for him and then I left. I told him, before I left, I told him, I was like, I was like, why don't I want the ring, this and that? And I'm like, no, I don't want to get married to you. No. It can't work. You know, there are some things that you're doing that I can't take. You know me, you've been my friend before now that you're trying to ask us to take it to the next level. I don't know why you're repeating things that I told you those years obsession i can't stand it because see there is a thin line between obsession and domestic violence you know i'm going to give you guys a gist sometime in the future about this but there's a thin line between it so i detest it very much once i smell obsession i am out like i am out the door i don't care so i'm like i'm smelling this i don't like it i can't be with you for that you're insecure. I can't. I can't be facing this kind of problem. I've seen it before in the past. I've moved on from it. I've met a lovely man that I was going to get married to. It's not just for one scenario that's played out other things. Do you get me? That's a lovely person. So I know what I want now. At least even if I'm in my 25 years old girl at that time. But I knew what I wanted you know, at, at, to some extent. So I just told him, no, I didn't want And then, girl, guys, <laughs> you don't want to know what happened. The obsession I smelled started showing itself. This guy started calling every now and then, begging, begging, begging. Came to my office, sent his brother to me. The brother came to my office, started begging me. I'm like, I don't want to be with your brother. I've told him, let's just keep the friendship. I don't want to be with him. You should forget about it, you know? So that's a story I know you guys probably also did not know about. Maybe some people have heard. I don't know if anybody has, but I just thought I should share that as well with you guys about myself. And I'm going to say something right before I, you know, stop talking about myself. Because I have actually said that, so because I preach transparency or I preach, um, yeah, I preach transparency, I try to carry you guys on my journey in life, you know. So I feel like, okay, this is a lingering question in so many people's mind. So I feel like I should talk about it. That's why I'm speaking here. And I want to say something, right? Love yourself so much that you will only accept the kind of treatment you can give to yourself. Also, set achievable expectations. So 
Don't be saying because I love myself, I love myself. My daddy can buy me Benz. The next man in my life should buy me Benz. Don't be stupid. Look out for other things, you know. Don't set those kind of crazy ass expectations or because your past boyfriend was giving you Gucci bag, this, that, 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 and then you meet a lovely man. Oh my God, that, that was my scenario. My past boyfriend of 2012, 11 or thereabouts just to give me all the designer things in life. The guy I was going to get married to was just a normal nine to five man who did not have that kind of money. We're practically building our house together. Like he used to live with his family at that time. We rented an apartment. We started furnishing it together. So you can imagine I was wise enough to do that. So it doesn't mean that because you're with A, A gives you Gucci. Then B, should come and give you Gucci. There is so much more. Look out for other things. Don't do that to yourself. Don't set unnecessary expectations. Please be wise. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or feedback, please send me a mail or DM me on Instagram. And I remain your girl. <laughs> so next time I'll be giving you for another gist again. Kisses. Stay safe and stay happy. Bye. Mwah, mwah, mwah.